What up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast. Your host, Ebo, as always. Um, today, I just want to set things up for everybody else listening out there. Um, I know last week I wasn't able to put an episode. I was going through my own shit. But this week, I'm giving y'all an episode from a remote location. And um, I do got somebody, I want to say special. Look like she got, she got, a, she got a lot of uh, insight to give us today But I want to set it up Before we start <clears throat> Okay so I was doing research I usually don't do research I just wing it But today I was like You know what First time meeting somebody From South Little Border I gotta Represent for uh, <laughs> Toronto <clears throat> And Canada I'm doing it for my country Right <laughs> <laughs> So we have In the building Um I want to say original New Yorker. Is that accurate? Yes, I am from New York. Why you... I feel like New Yorkers are different. Okay. But you messed up my intro, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> original New Yorker blogger. Mm-hmm. Teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got Danica in the building. Round of applause. Thank you for coming. No problem. Thank you for having me. To, to give an intro... To the people listening, of course. Um, I want to start from the very beginning. Okay. If you could, if you could let us know. See, in, in Canada, whenever you meet somebody, you be like, "Yo, what's your background?" Because everybody comes from a different place. I know it's, it's it's a little different when you're in the U.S. Well, actually, when you're in New York, at least in New York, right? I can't speak about Austin, right? Um, but in New York, it's the same. You walk up to a person, it's like, "Yo, where you from?" You may have been born in the United States, but we right. also like, no, what's your background type oh. of thing. So, so and and it's funny enough because in in uh, in Toronto, we they always refer to Toronto as like a a little New York kind of thing. I don't, I mean, I see it sometimes, but obviously it's way smaller scale than New York is. But it is weird that when you do ask somebody, um, they'll be like, oh no, but I'm American. Like nobody tells you what their background. So what is what is your background? Um, I'm half Dominican, half Salvadorian. Shit. Are you... Sp- <laughs> I say you Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For the, for the longest time, I thought Spanish was just... It was... It Anybody was a, who speaks Spanish? I didn't... I mean, so just to clarify, I think Spanish is... It is the language. Spanish is the language. It's not where people... But why, why did they refer to... People are Spanish, I don't, do you know? Or is this me? Well, because if you are from Spain, then you're Spanish. Do you speak Spanish? I do. Is it the same as being from... Like, if you went to Spain today, could you can, communicate with them with no issues? More or less. More there are issues, but more or less they understand me. But it won't be, like... It won't be as fluent as... Obviously, if you're going Dominican or something. Like that. What, well, what is it? Is it different? Like, it's a different? different dialect. So it's the same as like anyone in the United States. Well, first of all, that's the, there's different dialects within the regions of the United States, right. right? So like I say sneakers, but they might say tennis shoes somewhere else in the United States, right? And even within the English language, England speaks something different than the United States itself, right? Okay. So okay. it's the same idea where like Spain, they use different words to mean something like the same thing yeah. we just we have a different dialect a different accent i guess you could say yeah. um we might use different words 
Okay, so I mean, so that just I mean, kind of like what you were saying, like in England, like the English whatever came from there. And somebody actually put me on that, saying that you know, everybody has been colonizing. Everything came from uh, England. I was I was shocked. Not that I not. I mean, it's not obvious enough, but it's things that I don't think about. To somebody said, I said, oh shit, that that does make sense. So I guess it's that, and then the obviously the language evolves mm-hmm. as it goes to different region. Kind of same thing in. Um, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Shit. Uh, what's I want to ask you? What's it like growing up in New York? Like, what? What? If 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 you could describe it to somebody that's never been to New York, that's listening to the podcast today. Well, I'm gonna just clarify. I am not from New York City. But you grew up in New York. I no? grew up in New York. I grew up 15 minutes outside of Queens in Long Island. Um, in one of Long Island. The, no idea what that is. Yeah, I know. Most people don't. <laughs> That's why I just keep it. I'm like, I'm from New York. Because I hear Long Island. I hear Brooklyn. I hear uh, Uptown, Downtown, Midtown, Soho. So that's Manhattan. There's five different boroughs of New York City. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Bronx, and Staten Island. No one really cares about Staten Island, though. Why? Why is that? Because it's Staten Island. <laughs> okay. You, you can talk to anybody from New York. It's <laughs> like, they, Staten Island is like, ah. Y'all don't, y'all don't, it's now part of the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And then you have, like, Long Island. You have, like, upstate New York. Long Island, depend, like, I was not that far out of Long Island. I was pretty close. Like I said, it was, like, 10, 15 minutes away from Queens. I'm, like, 45 minutes away with no traffic into, like, Midtown, into Manhattan. Okay. So I was, like, pretty close to, like, civilization. 45 minutes is pretty close. Damn. That's yeah. big city. That's big city talk. I, I was, tell, like, it's funny when I talk to people, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it takes me 30 minutes to get to work in Toronto. They're like, what? That... That sounds far. I said, what? 30 minutes is here. Yeah. Yes, here in Austin. They're yeah. like, 30 minutes? That's far. Yeah. You know, but coming when, from... When I, when I actually... When I go back home in Niger every summer, uh, if you are to drive 30 minutes anywhere, you're out the country. Like, you you somewhere... <laughs> you're, you're in the woods. Just to tell... Like, that's just crazy when we look at different things. Like, I guess different uh, regions. Mm-hmm. You could look at it like, damn, 30 minutes is... It's far, and some will look at it not. 30 minutes is easy. So, outside of that, like, so you didn't, you didn't really tell us. What, I mean. What's it like? Is it, is it what we see? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've been to New York a few times. Mm-hmm. I mean, not more than a few times, but, like, do, do people still get robbed out there? Or is it, what's it? I mean. If you had to describe the climate a little bit. The climate. Well, it's different. Like I said, I grew up in Long Island. So it's kind of like the suburbs in a sense, but oh, okay. I grew up in one of the not so great areas of Long Island. So, I mean, we still have cars. You still have to watch it back. Actually, like two nights ago, I called my mom to say hi. Mm-hmm. And there was, they literally, the cops blocked the street because there was some shootout that happened and they had to like go and arrest someone. They actually like stopped my cousin because they thought that he was the guy that they were looking for. Um, Shit. So it's kind of dangerous where I'm from. It's not the city, but Long Island does get crazy. It does get crazy. Um, so growing up for me was a little bit different because my parents had me while they were still pretty young. Mm-hmm. So I was on lock a lot. So I didn't really go out. So you can't really ask me what it's like growing up because you didn't you didn't sneak out. You didn't go through. You know what I mean? Open the window and snuck out. You didn't try that. Nah, I was no? a good kid. I was a good kid. Really? Yeah. I tried to respect and understand. You didn't date nobody from the hood, nothing like that? Nah. Actually, growing up, I didn't have a boyfriend at all. Not until I was in college. Shit. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you can't can't ask me. I'm like, what? What the? 
But I will say this, though. The music and the culture is just... I mean, now that I've gotten to travel, like... I really do appreciate like growing up in New York with all the different cultures that were there, you know, the music and stuff like that. Like I am Dominican, yes, but I grew up around a lot of Caribbean people listening to a lot of Caribbean music, the hip hop and stuff like that. I think it adds to the pride as well since like hip hop and rap and all that stuff came from New York. So, I mean, I don't know. That's what... I mean, so even speaking about that, like how would you... Because living in New York, obviously you're exposed to a lot of different cultures. And which will be different as if, like, if you grew up, uh, I don't know, like in Here Texas. In Austin. Yeah, in Austin, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, how would you compare it? Like, when, when you, does that help you navigate better when you leave New York? Like, let's say if you go to, uh, if you go to Europe, for example, like, what's, what's that like, like, in comparison to New York? Um, well, I have lived in a different, I lived in Central America for two years. Um, oh. So I did do that. I did leave, leave the country. Where, where is in, in, uh, I did Central. the Peace Corps in Nicaragua. Man, that sounds kind of sexy. Say that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing it again. <laughs> uh, I'm going like, to say it with an American accent. Nicaragua. <laughs> but, you, but you did. Uh, what, sounds, what is that like? I've never, um, in all my travel, I've never been... Yeah, like I think Texas might be the furthest south I've been in North America. Oh, man. You need no, to no, get actually, out No, no, actually, no. Sorry, sorry. No, I did go to Puerto Rico. Oh, my God. For, no? No. <laughs> no, it's all right. I mean, I went, Puerto Rico is kind of like, I was disappointed because it's it's like you in America, just in a different part of mm-hmm. America. But um, it's like, it was, I went there in January. So, like, in Toronto, we're talking, um, it was super cold. So, when you get there, you're like. Um, I only know Celsius now. I don't know about the Fahrenheit. I forgot all about that. But it was in Toronto. Maybe it was negative twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got Sarah. She can whatever. But it's okay. I can kind of figure it out in my yeah, head. Yeah, I can though. Like now, I only operate in Celsius and kilometers and meters. But anyways, so when you get there and it's like twenty eight, you like damn. Like you, f- I mean the the weather is nice, but like everything else, like you shopping in U.S. dollars and everything like that. Um, I never got a chance to go anywhere. I don't, to to be quite honest with you, I feel like since I've been to Puerto Rico, my experience would be similar if I went to like Dominican Republic. Hell no. 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 I should try that. Absolutely not. <clears throat> it won't be the same. Oh my god. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it sounds. But, uh, no. It's like once you date a white First girl, all, dating all the white girls, you feel like oh, it's the same. No. No. <laughs> No, oh my God. <laughs> what's your date Why? No? You, you know, so one thing you need to know about being Dominican, don't, Talk don't to me, yeah. ever confuse us with being Puerto Rican. Don't ever compare us to being Puerto Rican. Don't ever compare the two islands. Ever. What's ever. <clears throat> give, me, give me, like, for somebody like me that don't know, what is, like, the obvious in terms of difference? But y'all, I mean... That, well, see, that's different. But y'all... Y'all, I don't want to say I look alike, but similarities. You know, very beautiful woman. <clears throat> I had dreams of dating. In my dreams, of course, but <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> but what what is the difference? Like, if if you have to like call one thing out, what sets y'all apart? We created merengue and bachata. Bachata. That sound like. Is that is that the de- I don't I don't know. You know, Romeo Santos. I'm Who's not that? gonna speak with an accent. The soccer player. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you 
It's the, the Dominican guy that all these girls go crazy over. Like, here in Austin, if you go, like, into the dancing scene, everyone knows who Romeo Santos is. But no one knows who Anthony Santos is. But anyways, no. What about uh, Anthony Hamilton? No, Ham no, not uh, J-Lo's ex-husband. What is he? Mark Anthony? Yeah. Puerto Rican. J-Lo is Puerto Rican. See? It's like trying to tell a black Zoe person Zaldana? or Korean and a Chinese. Eh, we, don't, we can't tell apart. Zoe Zaldana? You know who she is? Never heard. She's from uh, something, Guardian of the Galaxy, the green one. No idea. Lies. Hey, uh, if you're listening, please go do. I, I really, I've like this is how much I I figured out in life that I don't know. Oh no, this is, Amara la Negra. I don't really watch. Oh that I know. She got a big afro. Yes. Afro Dominican. Latina. Dominican. So you're Dominican too, at least half, right? So mm -hmm. when I look at that, I'm confused because she's of darker complexion. Mm -hmm. And you are of lighter complexion. Mm -hmm. So, see, that's why my mom can never put the two and two together. So, you have to understand that... Oh, that's her? Somebody just pulled up and showed it. Who's, who's this one? Zo oh! She, uh... Okay. Oh, now you know who she is. I won't remember. She's not my type of woman. So. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> anyway, so you want to get into, like, this whole, like, dark skin, light skin thing, right? Um, Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you asked me, so I'm just answering. Unless you want to ask Please, No, go question. ahead, go ahead. Please, no, no, f finish it up. Well, I mean, you have to understand the history of the Caribbean, right? right? Um, the Caribbean in general is just very mixed, especially the Spanish Caribbean. You have, you know, they did drop off slaves in the Dominican Republic right. and other Spanish Caribbean islands. Um, you do, in Puerto Rico, you do have a little bit of the Tainos there the indigenous group there. And of course, you also have the mix of Spanish and other European settlers that went there. It wasn't just the Spanish. My last name is Italian. So, you know, you can only, and so Christopher mine, Columbus was also Italian. So, you know, you can only assume that there were also Italians there as well. Do you, what was there before? Like before the slave came, what was there? Is it, was it Indians? Tainos. A different type of? Indian. Indigenous people, yeah. Okay. I mean, actually, like I said, like being in, in Toronto is, is, you just, you really, nobody really even, like people claim the city, they claim everything else, but like everybody do come from different places, which, which sometimes it almost messes up my, my vision or even my, my way of thinking because when I get to places like Austin and I go out and it's, it's white, I'd be like, damn, like I, I can't remember ever seeing this, this many white people mm -hmm. in one place. So I'd be thrown off a little bit, but, um, and that's why I was kind of, asking you about like when you travel and obviously being in New York that exposed you to a lot of different cultures hence like you were able to maybe navigate a little bit better when you when you when you would travel to places what, what is the most interesting place that you traveled to um I don't I mean I've been to India I've been to Thailand been to India I've been to Spain best place best I can't I mean, my Thailand. I, I, everybody's on the new Thailand wave. Yeah. Do you have a uh, airplane emoji in your in your bio? I do not. Oh, okay. I do not. You safe? <laughs> <laughs> See, do you know what that means? When you, have, you know, you know what it means. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, I think you like to travel a lot, right? That's what it means. You no, like I, a jet. It center. usually means that people fly you out a lot. Your escort. I, I fly myself. Yeah, see, see, that's how you yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have people. I, I handle myself. Which so. I mean, we appreciate women like you. I think you were asking me about 
New York. But favorite places that you travel. Sorry, okay. I kind of I kind of cut you off. You did. Sorry. <laughs> Please continue. Sorry. Uh, so yes, I will. Not favorite place I travel. I'm going to go back to the first question about being from New York and diversity and if it's helping. There you go. Yeah, hey, I'm going to help you out. <laughs> I'm the most professional, unprofessional. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Please, go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I think it has helped me a little bit just be op- more open-minded um, and be more, I guess, willing to learn about other cultures. Being that I have been around other cultures and just seeing, like, you know, this is how people act because this is part of, like, what they do or what they've learned and things like that. Um, maneuvering. I mean, there's white people everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, colonizers take over everything. You know, you got it. Like, they, they run. I know I sound like a racist right now, but, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. Like, in any, um, in any field, it's really them who really you know run things and say things even in education you know people of color don't really have a say in education when most of the times it's our own kids who are suffering and who are not really getting the best I don't know like hand of education um so in any place you you know for me it's not about like maneuvering around in a different place it's still this european or western way of thinking and western way of doing things that still dominates wherever i go so um yeah it helps me to learn about other people and to deal with other people um but there's still this western way of doing things even living in nicaragua and being in the peace corps you know i was one of the very few women of color in the peace corps i was also one of the very few women who were actually um what's the word i'm looking for it's late i'm tired um qualified to do what i did you know I was a, a TEFL, which stands for Teaching English as a Foreign Language, volunteer. Um, and so my job was to train teachers. Out of the 20 of us, I think it was like 19 or 20 of us, there were three or four of us who were actual teachers and who had credentials. I was the one with the most years of experience and a master's degree, you know? And even then, when I worked with the teachers were from Nicaragua, a lot of times they would prefer to go in and talk to the white volunteers who were fresh out of college, didn't have a lot of experience. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's like this Western way of thinking. They would prefer to do whatever it was that, you know, the people who looked American were doing, you know? Um, And it took a while for me to gain any kind of like validity or respect from these people, you know? It took me actually getting to know them and just being real and being down to earth and being like, yeah, I've been a teacher. Yeah, I have a master's degree. Yeah, I've been where you've been. Yeah, guess what? My school when I was growing up was falling apart. Like, I'm from New York City. My kids don't do well either. And we have a lot of issues in our school system. Just being real with them. It, like it, it, I think for me, I built a special bond with those teachers because of that. But it took time, you know, because I didn't look like the rest of the volunteers. Right. You know, so um, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, you, you, you. I mean, to to piggyback off of that, our, our, our. See, I'm my brain is is trained to say Spanish woman. <laughs> <laughs> Latina. Our Latinas also looked at as 
like color. I guess is color like a because when I think of color, I think of black mm-hmm. right? for me, right? But do you do you, are Latinas also considered in that bucket? Like, does that also apply to? Because for me personally, when I look at you, I would just go, oh, she's white. I don't, I mean, my brain's just a little weird, right? Because I only, I, like, to me, it's like, it's three different kinds. It's like, either you're Asian, you're white, or you're black. Uh-huh. Until we really get into the details of things, and I'd be like, you know, but if I would have seen you, I did, I don't, I mean, I don't, I never thought you were Latina. I thought, oh, she's white, curly hair. But I just, but now, just, now you making people think that I'm like white. I'm actually kind of tan, you know. Yeah, she, I mean, she, <laughs> like, she, she is. I'm don't really worry, not don't worry, that fellas. I, I throw in her Instagram. Y'all can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all can go in. But but it's that. Like, did you you were they able to like tell you apart from everybody else? Like, okay, she's Latina, so she's like fall into that colored. So that's that's really, really interesting. That's actually a conversation that I have with a lot of my friends. Um, so I identify as Afro-Latina. Um, I am of the lighter complexion, but so to give a little bit more background, mm-hmm. my father is Dominican. Okay. Uh, he's mixed. He's like white Dominican and black Dominican. But if you were to see him, you would see him as a black man. Right. Okay. That's what he that's what is physically. Appears, appears. Yeah, okay. Yes. My grandfather was as dark as you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why, for me, I say I'm Afro-Latina because that's, that's, I mean, I grew up in my Dominican household, you know? So yeah. for me, my aunts look black. You know, they are black. Okay. Um, so I, I identify with that as Afro-Latina. I consider myself a woman of color because I grew up mostly in a community of black and Latinos. I hung yeah. out, most of my friends were black. I grew up with the black culture, the black American culture, the black Caribbean culture, you know? So for me, I consider myself black, so to speak, you know, because that's just, that's, that's my roots. That's my upbringing on different levels. Um, Yeah. I mean, and if, like, like I told you, like my dad is black, my grandfather's black, you know? So in any other place, had it not been for the language, because that's what separates us from like, I guess, any other English-speaking country that has black people, right? Because here in the United States, you you would probably look at me and be like, oh, she's mixed. You know, if you didn't know I spoke yeah, Spanish, yeah, I, if, I, if I, Spanish <clears throat> wasn't even a thing, like a language, and everyone was just like European and like African descent, you would look at me and you'd be like, oh, she's mixed, yeah. right? So it's pretty much the same idea. The only difference is that the people who came to colonize my island and brought slaves in mm-hmm. spoke Spanish. And that's why I'm called Latina. Oh shit! Hey, you just put me on game. I've been—I mean, like I said, for me, it's Spanish people is just Spanish people. I didn't even know that was actually a language. So, is—I mean, I, I did. <laughs> I don't want to sound okay. like I don't want to talk. About, I didn't know, but I mean, growing up, like I grew up in Maryland, so we just—oh, she's Spanish. Oh, that's a Spanish chick. Like that's just what we, what we refer to as, and that was—that's what I grew up with. That mindset so now i gotta like remember that oh no these people actually Latinos and it is are... a little bit more intricate because not all latinos can be considered black right because there are some who do pass as white mm-hmm. i mean if you come here to texas most of them may not most of the mexicans may not even identify with... i was just about to ask you what do spanish i mean that's a spanish <laughs> what do mexican what do they speak in mexico 
Spanish, Spanish. but a different dialect. So, for instance, I guess I could use this as, as an example because, yeah. like I said, my dad is Dominican, my mom is Salvadorian. Those two cultures have different dialects as well, you know? Yeah. So, I grew up in my Dominican grandmother's house. She taught me Dominican Spanish. Mm -hmm. I ate Dominican food. Then my mother would bring me over to go and see her family, right? So, for instance, the word for beans in Dominican dialect is habichuela. Um, for Salvadorians is frijoles. So I remember this one day, I went to my Salvadorian grandmother and I said, hi, abuela, can I have some, well, rice and beans, right? Arroz con habichuela. She's like, habichuela, what's that? I'm like, that right there. She's like, no, 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 those are frijoles. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a little confused because I've been <laughs> calling them habichuela, like, but it's grandma, called frijoles. damn rice and beans, okay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, frijoles in my mind. Frijoles, that's what yeah. those are called. All right. I go to my Dominican grandmother. She's making rice and beans. I'm like, oh, yes, you're making arroz con frijoles. She looked at me. She's like, no, those are called habichuelas. I will not, like, I was so confused. I looked at my mom. I was like, what the hell are it's these things yet. called? Like, what, which one is the word, right? And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's just that in one place they call it one thing and in the other they call it the other. So... You know, that's the dialect. That's the difference. I think that's answering your question. No, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I, I always refer back to like, uh, like I get what you're saying now. Everything is a lot clearer. That's why I love this thing. You know what I mean? I come up here and not claiming to know much and having my mind open to really receive the information because for the longest time, um, I figured out that I was, I, I thought I knew things, not because I've actually researched it, but just because... Growing up, this is what I would hear. So I never took the initiative of actually like, hey, man, you should really check up on this thing and go really figure it out with like where it comes from, where what it means and things like that. And you've been around, like I'm saying, like I was associated Spanish people or Latinas. It's going to take me a little minute, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I always thought, OK, they we 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 understand each other because we got the same struggle as black people right like we are the minority especially in the united states mm -hmm. so like yeah of course we got things in common like you would go to uh uh one of my good friends growing up her name is anna she was latina and uh she's from el salvador okay and uh i think I, I i one time i went back to maryland and she actually allowed me to stay at her crib and i was there for maybe a week so i kind of like Navigating through a household, like I was like, damn, this is similar to what my household is. But you know, different uh -huh. looking people. But it's it's <laughs> kind of like the same tradition, like the way the mom and the dad interact with the kids and things like that. And I really, I mean, shout out to you. I know she listens to the podcast. Um, so now, like for me, I'm just I'm just trying to understand, like, okay, like how do we, the way that we, um, well, we kind of like see things the same. Like, where does that come from? If, if that makes sense, like I'm I think it has to do culturally because in New York, when you look at the quote unquote hood, and I grew up in the hood, one of the many hoods of Long Island, so not New York City, but still one of the hoods. How's of Long, Long Island, Island now? Like, is it still? Uh, they still oh, you did say somebody got shot. It depends. Week. It depends on the areas. <laughs> like, yeah. if anyone knows about Long Island, you know about Hempstead, you know about Westbury, you know about Uniondale, you know about Roosevelt. Those are the places in Nassau County that you don't want to go in. Shit. I'm yeah. scared now. You don't need to be scared. <laughs> Hamster's the worst. That you need to be scared of. But, um, no, like, we are, we actually grow up together. And I think that's the difference. Whereas here, what I'm seeing, like, 
in Texas, there is a huge disconnect between the black, like even as a teacher, I see it within my black students and my Latino students. They don't actually live in the same communities, you oh. know? It's a little segregated, not segregated, but it's like separated. Like yeah, I noticed they have that. Their own, yeah. yeah, whereas like in New York, it's like, no, we all grew up in the same area. We all deal with Latinos the same Latinos and blacks were yeah. in the same So for, for me, at least, like I said, growing up, my friends were all black, mostly black. And if you were Hispanic, for the most part, you were probably family. Right. So, you know, um, we just identify with each other. We grew up in the same struggle. We see the same struggles. We see those things. Right. So, I mean... I can't speak for every Latino in, in, in New York, but I can speak for myself and my own experience. Okay. Um, so, also, I mean, in the intro, I might have fucked that up, but <clears throat> she is a teacher. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, um, because you, you, you taught, where, where did you start teaching? You started teaching in the United States. Yes. First time, in New York. I was a teacher in Brooklyn. Damn. About yeah, um, I taught in Brooklyn. How, I love Brooklyn. I love how was Brooklyn. that? How's the? Is it? Man, I mean, as soon as I say you taught in Brooklyn, you should have seen her face. <laughs> it just lit up. Because I love you, Brooklyn. It, is that the best in in everywhere? Because you also taught in uh, Nicaragua. I can't see that. As soon as I say that, you should know. <clears throat> I, I won't say it as good as her, so I won't even try. And w- if you had to. What is the difference? Because I know a lot of times, even in Toronto, a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if it was for you, but sometimes they struggle to find a job there or at least a consistent one. So they'll go teach in England or mm-hmm. um, I had a friend go to Dubai and teach for a little bit. What was that like for you coming from like having taught in New York and having to go to a, I mean, a whole different country, a whole different environment? What was the, what was the biggest difference that you saw when you got there? I mean, New York is its own beast. There is no place like New York. And I mean that in the best way and in the worst way. Like Kids be fresh as shit, huh? They got the, they got the fresh kicks. Let me Don't want to do homework now? Not even that. I mean, my kids in New York, I love them to death. They drove me crazy. And they know they did. They know <laughs> they did. But I still have a special love for them. Like, yo... I have kids in my head right now that I'm like, I wanted to <laughs> What's kill them. What's the worst them? thing a kid did? If we just have to throw a story out there for some of us. Threw a desk at me. A whole desk? Uh, it's, it, yeah. yeah. Was he angry at you? Yes. Because I was... Were you scared? Nah. No. I just looked at him and I was like, are you serious? Get out of my classroom. <laughs> that is, Get that out. is New York people's Get favorite out. phrase. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> And, yeah. what, what, and what's the best thing a, a kid's a kid's ever done to you? Like, what's one thing you're like, damn, that's that touched me in New York? If you have to remember. Oh man, okay. A little, so a little gift card. last year I taught in the Bronx. That was the first and only year I taught in the Bronx. But um, my kids, we had like teacher appreciation week or something like that, and they had to write me like this letter. Um, and one of my students wrote me this little note that said, Miss Liriano handles the savage class with class and i was just like yo that's so dope because your class is freaking crazy you literally had a fight in that class i'm trying to break it up and you throw a textbook at my face and i still was just like i cool 
You just threw a textbook at my face. It's you might all have good. PTSD, to be honest. With you. Nah, Teaching good. in the Bronx. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But I was able to joke about it. So yeah. I was just like, it's, it's you know, it like. It touched your heart. It did. I mean, they touch my heart every day, so. Is that, I mean, now that we're talking about that, like, <clears throat> I mean, I had a conversation with one of my good friends. And, um,. Teaching is like is it is this one of these careers that you get into knowing that you might not make the most amount of money but you do it out of love. What inspired you to to, to teach? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm because I know a lot of times, um, especially. I mean, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, I mean, for me, it's like uh, we sometimes we get into things because we always look at the angle first, not even understanding how we're gonna get there. We're like, yo. Um, I don't know. For, I mean, for me, architects, designers, it's, it ranges. You'd be like, oh, yo, they, y'all make money or whatever. But I don't know. I never got into it. Like, for me, I just, I'm always focused on the work. Like, the work means to me more than anything. My whole life, I've been, I've been working. Like, since I was 14, I can't remember not having a job. So, like, I always, I always had a hustle in the sense where things are not might not be where it wants to be but i understood that there was a path and there was a work ethic that needs to go into it um i think for maybe for teachers it's a little bit different like my career that i'm into now is my mom suggested it to me i started it mm-hmm. and because i'm stubborn and because i come from work ethic i was like i'm in college already this shit is hard but i have to finish uh-huh. Like I did, I just didn't know. Like I was like, you know what? If this doesn't work out, at least I got this first thing out of the way, and then I could figure it out. And then as I started to do, I, I, you know, I grew a passion for it, and then it ended up being like, damn, this is what it is. And at first, I would when I, I used to go to interview, I'd be like, oh, they actually, what's your salary expectation? And I was, I would say like, oh, twenty thousand. Like I just wanted to make. No, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, I, I was wow. like, yeah, I'll do it for free. Like I don't, I don't care how much y'all pay me because. I've had a job that I didn't like as much and I kept it for a few years. So I was like, if I get a chance to do what I love, right, that would be worthwhile for me. So on that same kind of, like, what, you're like, yo, I just want to teach badass kids in New York. It's not that I want to teach badass kids. For me, it was just growing up, I knew I, I had a lot of, white teachers. I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me or my friends, you know, in education. Um, And also, for me, it was just like, I want to help our people, like, move up. Right. You know? So, being an educator, I always knew I wanted to work with high school students, with that kind of age group. Mm -hmm. You know, at first I thought I wanted to be a psychologist, but I'm like, eh. It's a little crazy. I want to deal with crazy people. <laughs> um, but uh, my sophomore year of college, I took this African history course at Temple University. I love Temple University. Yes. Um, Was it African course you said? African history. Okay. Um, I fell in love with the class. And, you know, I'm sitting there studying one day and realizing, like, wow, I am studying like a teacher. Like, like as if I were teaching myself. And I realized, I'm like, I really have a passion for history. You know, and I know I like working with kids and I want to work with kids. So why don't I just, like, be a history teacher? Like, I love history. I'm good at it. Like, it just comes naturally to me. Um, so why not do it? And I did it. And, you know, I did it mostly because I know what 
learning history did for me, especially those courses that I didn't, I never learned about African history. I never learned about Caribbean history growing up in high school or in middle school, you know? So it was just like taking these classes gave me, and having these classes being taught by people who look like me, you know, gave me a sense of identity and gave me a sense of pride of where I come from, you know? And so I wanted to be able to do that for my students, that when they're adolescents and they're trying to figure themselves out, that there's a person who's been through the same crap they've been through, maybe not the same, but can understand, can understand the struggles that they're going through every single day just to get to school. You know, and who can show them like, yo, you may be going through your stuff, but you can make it. You got to be strong. You got to be tough. You know, this is going to be life. You know, other people out there, they're going to have mommy and daddy pay for college. (laughs) But you and me, we're going to be working. We got to work. Yeah, we're going to be working 35, 40 hours a week, still showing up to class, being the front in the class, yawning in front of the professor, being like, my bad, professor. But he still know you. He yeah. still know you, know you and he going to help you. Again. You know what I'm saying? Because they know your struggle. You know, it's not easy for us, you know? So being able to be there and then teaching them about history and teaching them so that it empowers them, yeah. you know? Like, that's why I became a teacher. Like, it's, it's, it's really to help make a change in society. It's, an, it's to empower my students. It's to, you know, make them be the change for tomorrow. I tell them every time... First, you know, the beginning of the year, I'm like, y'all are my minions. I'm going to be someone, I, like, I'm going to be your leader. When I get up there one day, you know, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that revolutionary, yeah. just making changes. And y'all going to be like, that was my teacher. I love her. I'm going to yeah. follow her. I'm like, yes, y'all are my minions. I'm just, I'm just building y'all up right now. That's, I mean, that's, and we always remember that one teacher that, uh, I don't remember none of my teachers' names, unfortunately, but I do remember the ones that, <laughs> that um, I don't know, I never got the... I never got teachers to motivate me because I think teacher understood that I was, I don't want to say smart, but they, they kind of, like I was, I was a class clown in many ways, but I did the work. What my friends didn't understand is we do make jokes in class, but I still had A's because I was scared to get my ass whooped. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I was, I mean, naturally I'm a clown, like whatever. I tell jokes, we'll laugh, and then I will understand like, okay, shit, like she said that, she says it again, it's a wrap, she gonna call my house. My parents, they work three jobs. They ain't got time to come up here and figure. Okay, miss, mm-hmm. cool. What you need? You need essay? Okay, can I get one more day? And I would, you know, I would do the work. Now, being a teacher and knowing that you might not make the most money in the thing and is strictly driven because you're passionate about it. Why do you think that teachers don't get, why did you do that? Why did you smirk? Did I, did I say something wrong? I do it because I don't get paid a lot, please. Maybe it's because... No, I mean, like... Uh-huh, but... <laughs> maybe that's... I, I misword that. But I'm saying, like, in terms of... Let's say, for example, if you're an engineer, you come out, you're going to make the least, like, 70000 60000 right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When as in, you know... Um, or maybe more, whatever. But as a teacher, you know that they're going to... They're going to kind of, like, mm-hmm. they're going to start you at some bullshit. I, I, don't, I personally don't even know, but let's say whatever. I don't know. 30,000, whatever. I've heard, like, in, mm-hmm. depending even where you live, like, you might, the most you might make is 30,000, 40,000 your whole time and yeah. whatever else. Why do you think teachers don't get paid as much as, I don't know, an engineer? Because I think you you guys are the... Because our society doesn't value education, and you can see that 
even in the quality of the education that we give. But we always say go to college. This isn't would that fall into I mean, I would even argue that college is a better education than high school and middle school and the stuff right, that you get. Yeah. Like, even as a teacher, like, I'm, unfortunately, like, I'm so bogged down with standardized tests and the expectations from, you know, my higher ups. It's like, it's not, I can't really teach the way I've always wanted to, you know, not the way that's meaningful, you know. Um, but our, our society does not value education the way it should it's a false false I mean cause we we hear all the time like go to school go to school when somebody graduates they put it on Instagram 500 likes somebody you know and it, you know what I mean like we I think we value it in words but not in how we follow up with the actions behind it cause I can't say you know it's like dating somebody oh I love you but then I always do shit to piss you off hey but I <laughs> hey babe but I do love you but, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying it, but I'm not really putting money. I, th- I think maybe it's also the fact that education has now become, at least in the society, I can't speak about elsewhere, but at right. least in the society, it has become a business. I can say that, you know. Um, yeah, you know, schools get funding based off of how many kids you get to pass a test or how many kids you get to graduate. You know, so. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, where where are yeah, we hands are tied a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, hands are tied. To... It's like we need the money in order to support our kids, right? Um, and here's the other question is where is that money going? So there's definitely corruption or there's just definitely stuff happening. Like where is that money going to sometimes? Um, but, yeah, we need the money to get resources that we need to teach our kids, Right. Um, but in order to get those resources, we need to prove that we've got numbers, that we're doing the right thing. It doesn't make sense, right? Because it's like, we're not reaching those goals. That's clearly why we need these resources. To get us there. To get us there, right? So it happens sometimes with people fudge. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in the eight years that I've been an educator where someone's like, this kid is failing. Can we get them to pass? Yeah. Like... So you just got to give them, what is uh, no. it, the capacity? 60? 60, 60 right? 70. Depending on the school. It could be 60. At least in New York, it's like 65 to pass. Depending if you're in, in a charter school, it's 70. Mm. It just all depends on the school and the situation. I mean, when I went to a school in Maryland, it's 50 to pass. When I got to Toronto, it's 60. When I was in high school, 55 is failing. You needed to get at least a 65 to pass, but the lowest that they could give you was a 55 because at least the next quarter you could get like a 70 and then you'd pass for the semester. Mm, really? No, yes. 50, 50 is all you needed. And then I got to I got to Canada and it was it was 60. Damn. Yeah, it was 60. I was like, damn, I got to give it 10 more percent. Not that, <laughs> <laughs> not that like I had those, those, those issues anyways, but... Uh, yeah, that's uh, could, could we all get together as uh, Latinas and Latinos and Black people and and make our own schools? Is that a possibility? You know, there are people out there who think that the answer is literally educating our own people, but I find that I don't I don't know that that's necessarily the answer. You know, because then that creates narrow-minded people. Hmm. You know, and I'm not for that. You know, I'm not necessarily happy with the racism that exists in our world today and, you know, you know, the world just being very heavily, like, dominated by... Culture or race. The culture of, like, Western world, mm-hmm. right? 
But I also would like to see a world where we all get together. We can all learn from each other, you know? And I think if we actually really integrate schools, really integrate schools, and have a diverse staff of people in these schools, I think that is probably the answer. Because it's not just about educating. It's also about, you know, like, schools are not just here's the information. Like, we are literally raising children. We're, we're teaching them about themselves. We're teaching them how to be citizens in society, oh, yeah. you know? So it's, it's really important for them to see diversity. It's really important for them to see other points of view from other people, from different places, from different cultures. And I think that's so important, you know? Because it's not good for anyone to live in their small little box right. at all, you know? But if we all actually... I, I have a friend who went to a pretty diverse school in Brooklyn. At the time, it was probably one of the top schools, public schools in Brooklyn. And from what I see, he's a very intellectual man. Um, and I think it's because of the fact that it was a diverse school. They had blacks, they had Chinese, they had white, they had everything in there. Yeah. And he has friends from all over, like backgrounds, they're from all over the place, you know? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, for me, that's what I would love for my kids. You know, that they are open-minded, that they have learned from different cultures, that they learn from different people just in general, you know? Um, I think that's what's really needed, but I also feel like our education system, the people who run, you know, the, po the politics side of education for our country, they're not diverse, you know? They don't know our needs. And that's a problem, yeah. And that's, that's the problem. That's, that's actually one of the reasons why I want to step out of the classroom and kind of move into that direction. Because I want to be that voice for the people who look like me, the people who grew up in my neighborhood, you know? Because I know what we need. Freaking Betsy, whatever her name is, <laughs> DeVos, DeVoe, right? She, she don't know what shout we need. Shout out to Betsy. <laughs> no, no shout out. She, she don't get no shout out. Nah. She she good. <laughs> she like no. Nah. Mm -mm. You know, like those people who are making the laws and creating these expectations of teachers don't and schools, this. they don't understand what we need. Yeah. They don't talking about we need to give our parents choices and charter schools are the answer. That's not the answer. That is not going to fix the problem. You don't create another option. There is no other. I'm like I work for a charter school, but I don't believe in. What's charter the difference? Schools. Not that you're talking about, talking about charter school. What is the difference between charter school and regular public school? A charter school is basically like a, a blend of private and public school, mm -hmm. right? It's public in a sense that the students don't have to pay for it, but it's private in the sense that someone else is paying for it. Okay. Because we get funding, people okay. donate and things like that. So, a charter school. It is is that so they kind of have the freedom to do some things that maybe a public traditional school, public okay. school wouldn't be able to do but we still have to follow certain guidelines from the state okay I, I, I didn't know that yeah but I just want to make sure I make this clear please I do I, I am not for charters because I said it so I have to make sure because I'm I work for one so I gotta <laughs> make sure they understand where I'm please. coming from <laughs> I am not for charter schools because I believe that public schools should be of quality like our, our public education should be of quality and we shouldn't need another option it should just be the best for our kids yeah. for any kid like once i mean i went to a public school i turned out okay right 
I mean, I did too. I, I hope well, so. I went to a Catholic school. <laughs> I'm getting a wave of the hand up. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> no, that that means that's 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 our shake. That's I mean, your I did. Shake. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, that maybe we'll save that for another conversation. Now, uh-huh. I want to transition into uh, today. I spent the day reading your blog. Oh man! So you were the person who hit me up with like 118 views. <laughs> Oh yeah, was, yeah, that was me. I, I, like, listen, what is going on? I subscribed, right? Uh-huh. I I read most of it. Oh man! And which started off as because we met, but in the club, whatever. We met mm-hmm. in the, you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk. It was brief, two hours, whatever. We both was drunk, whatever. Um, and then so I go back, and then I was like, let me just read upon the person. That's a just so I get a sense. So I, so I started off reading with the the first um, blog that I read was the one about gun control, how teacher, you don't think that arming teachers mm-hmm. is necessary, which I want to come back to. Okay. Uh, and then I went into travels. That's when I found out you went to uh, Nicaragua. Come on, help Nicaragua. me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's when I, I seen that. And I was like, okay, that's that's amazing. And then I went into the one about the, the relationship, which oh, I also man. got questions <laughs> for you about. And I was like, damn, like that's. I read that. I wrote that years ago. I have, really? I have no. You don't I know what remember. it is? Don't worry, I'll, I'll remember. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I, said, I mean, I did my own work. So, so now, now, yeah, and you got your drink, drink and drink. So maybe you'll tell me more, more secrets. <laughs> yes, this concludes part one of the Not So Simple Life podcast. Thanks, everybody, if you've been listening to this point. I really appreciate it. Uh, please do make sure to come back next week to get the second half of the podcast. Uh, it was too amazing, for, and uh, I didn't want to chop anything up, so I'm going to give it to y'all full-fledged. Uh, so be back here next week for part two. And um, as always, you have officially been activated. Peace. See y'all next week.